Well, hello and welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take Podcast, where we are performance-driven. It's the week of September 20th, and we are bringing you news, insights, and trends for shivers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. Mays, as always, I'm excited to talk about freight with you. What's going on? Hey, Jenny. As always, it's great to talk more freight with you as well, especially as we start to shift gears and head into the final week of summer. I, for one, cannot wait to move past summer and get into the colder weather. That's right, Jenny. Not only are temperatures cooling, but so are freight markets. In fact, we saw the national average line haul rate drop slightly at the tail end of last week, coming in at just under $1.60 per mile excluding fuel. Now, this is driven by lower volumes coming out of the holiday weekend. And Jenny, to be quite honest, we are still slightly above 4% tender rejections. But when you really dive into it, this is really being driven by tender rejections on the reefer side, which is still around 9%. On the drive-in side, we're below 4%, right around 3.74%. So now I want to remind you, these numbers are a lot more like the 2019 pre-pandemic numbers that we were seeing, where we weren't actually witnessing quite as much volatility as we were in the last three pandemic years. Overall, Jenny, we're going to continue to see some softening as we drive our way out of Q3 in the month of September. Now, there is potential volatility. Well, let's hear it. Where is that volatility going to land? Well, Jenny, the volatility could come from the ongoing strike now by the auto workers union. So let's talk about the strike for a second, which is arguably the most important strike and work stoppage in the 21st century. Not only is the United Auto Workers Union demanding a four day work week with no pay cuts, they are also demanding a 36% raise, pay raise and increased job security. It is going to be interesting over the next couple of weeks as there is no end in sight for this particular strike. That's right, Jenny, this could impact the Midwest, but not only the Midwest. It will impact freight picking up and originating out of the Midwest, but it could also start having that domino effect on freight that is destined for the Midwest. Right now, the Midwest still remains a pretty favorable market to end up in if you're a carrier, but if this strike was to be prolonged, that could shift a lot more capacity into the spot market as carriers that traditionally move this automotive freight over the road need to go and fill up capacity. Now again, a lot of automotive freight is moved by an immortal, so it may not have as much of an impact as some are calling for in the full truckload space. But if it's prolonged, we know, Jenny, volatility can definitely take place. And of course, we're going to keep a close eye on this particular union strike as um, as it could potentially lead to some volatility that we were not expecting over the next couple of weeks. We will definitely see. But again, capacity is very available out there in the in the entire country. So this may not impact the industry like we think. That's right, Jenny. Demand just remains low overall in the economy. And this is trickling down to the truckload sector. And if you look at what we're seeing in the Panama Canal and the jam, it's clear that there's really no urgency to get these ships moving or to redirect them around this gridlock to get stuff from the shelves just in time for the holidays. That's because most retailers probably already anticipate that they have enough inventory or they will still have no problems getting it in time. And it just shows overall how supply chains continue to have more than enough capacity. Even when some volatility is thrown their way, there's no issue absorbing 
the problems that we may experience. And we haven't even talked about the update on net new carrier revocations that may impact the market entirely. The thing is, is that there is so much capacity out there that it may not. Mays, why don't you give us a bit of a rundown? Now, Jenny, we do continue to see carriers exit the market. We still have more carriers in the market today than we did prior to the pandemic. We've continued to experience net decreases in overall trucking authorities in the industry since the end of 2022. So this is going for more than a year that we're continuing to see month after month the carrier population of authorities decrease. Now, again, we've mentioned this many times previously, but that doesn't necessarily mean drivers are leaving the industry, as a lot of these drivers may go and operate for a larger asset fleet out there. But over time, we're going to continue to see the capacity crunch down, which will start that reciprocal cycle. But it's all about when and unfortunately, Jenny, we don't have that crystal ball view just yet. And it certainly doesn't look like it's going to take place in 2023. That's right. And for us, what we're really looking at at this point is demand, right? So the levels of demand have been quite stagnant stagnant over the last couple of months or quarters and will likely remain the same, especially as we start to anticipate more of the um, student loan repayments and so forth. Uh, the holidays are not going to be that capacity crunch that we originally thought it might have been or that we were looking forward to. So this is going to continue to stay a pretty soft market, likely into Q2 or Q3 of next year. What do you think, Maze? Now, if demand was by any chance to come back within the next few months, then we'd be in great shape. But overall, Jenny, demand's going to continue to remain low for the next few months, if not quarters. So capacity will continue to most likely shift out of the marketplace, if not on the larger asset fleets. But this will take several months till we start realizing the contraction in spot and contract spread. Because yes, contract rates have slowed their decline, but they are still declining, which means we are still not in a market that is gonna be favorable to carriers anytime soon. All right, enough with the doom and gloom. Let's take a look at the markets and where we landed last week and what we look forward to in the week ahead, Maze. What's going on there? Well, Jenny, let's recap over the last week. We have seen volumes decrease, and this has led to slight declines in rates, which we'll see continue through this week. Rates are anticipated to decline through the next week at a national level. The ongoing auto worker strike could lead to even more softening in the Midwest, opposite of the traditional market conditions that we would expect at the tail end of September. Additionally, a prolonged strike will drive volumes and a decline, shifting more carrier capacity into the spot market and shifting the dynamics of the market, especially freight originating out of the Midwest, like I mentioned previously. And of course, you know what it's time for, the regional breakdown. Now, I know we've spoken a lot about the Midwest, so why don't we start there, Maze? What's going on in the Midwest? As I called out, this is a region to keep an eye on. And if the auto workers union strike continues, this could bring some volatility in the Midwest. Now, like I called out, we traditionally would expect continued tightening, but if volumes were to fall and more capacity was pushed into the spot market due to the auto workers union strike, then we could see some unseasonable trends take place in the Midwest. But overall, Jenny, I don't think we're going to see too much of a shakeup with this. All right, so then where do you think we're going to land this week in the Midwest? This week, I really believe we're going to see a continuation of the trends we've been seeing in the Midwest for about 30 days. And that is some markets seeing slim increases and others seeing slim declines. Now, it is notable that the largest markets by volume, like Chicago and Columbus, 
while continuing to experience some softening in rates. But in the lower parts of the Midwest, like St. Louis and Indianapolis, we are still seeing some tightening, nothing too noticeable, but some tightening. Now, in aggregate out of the Midwest, freight going back to the West Coast or down to the Southeast is where it's gonna be most favorable for carriers at a rate per mile. Now, freight going to the Northeast or staying within the Midwest is definitely gonna be more in the shipper's favor as the shipper is keeping the carrier in more favorable markets. Speaking of the Northeast, I know you've got a big update there, especially with regards to weather. We just nearly dodged a major hurricane, thankfully, but temperatures are starting to cool, especially as fall foliage starts. But the full chalkload freight markets are a different story and are heating up. Rates continue to increase week over week. Tenure rejections have also shown strengthening along with volume, and this is going to lead to more tightening this week, especially as we head into the tail end of September, and rates will likely continue to move upward all the way through the beginning of October. And of course, we'll keep a close eye on that. Now, where are we going to next, Maze? Well, Jenny, next up is the West Coast. And the reason why I wanna jump across the country is because the West Coast is also experiencing increases in rates, just about out of every market. Now, yes, this is primarily driven by the Pacific Northwest, where we are continuing to see the seasonal tightening in capacity leading to rising rates. But if you also look at the major markets in the other parts of the West Coast, such as Southern California, Las Vegas, and Phoenix, there are also consistent rate increases over the past week. And this is mainly actually driven by city and local runs. What's interesting is that at a macro view, yes, the markets are stagnant, but when you start to dig into more of the regional specificity of the markets, things are definitely happening. Speaking of what's going on in the South. It's the same thing that I've been going out for the last couple of weeks. And that is some markets increasing one week and then decreasing the next week and vice versa within other markets. Over the past week, we've seen the more southern markets in the state of Texas gain some momentum as capacity tightened up, such as Laredo seeing an average increase of 1.6%, and even Houston heating up with rates increasing just over 1%. Now, most notably, rates are increasing on freight heading to the West Coast, which is surprising because traditionally, you would anticipate this time of the year, carriers wanting to flee over to Southern California. But as long haul freight is not coming out of Southern California, carriers are a little more reluctant to send their trucks there. All right, and what do rates look like in the Southeast, Maze? Rates continue to decline just about out of every market except in the state of Florida. Now, I don't want to flag any alarms here, but rates did experience a slim increase in the state of Florida in all markets. But I really believe, Jenny, this is just due to the volatility brought on by the hurricane of rates increasing and then dropping, and they're really just starting to normalize. All right, and now let's talk about the coastal region. The coastal region is actually where shippers have the greatest opportunity to take back some ground this week, as rates really drove downward last week, and volume is not there as well. So carriers, be aware. If you're in the coastal area and markets such as Columbia, South Carolina, or Charlotte, North Carolina, you are likely gonna be pressured by shippers. And if you want the best bang for your buck, you're gonna to wanna to head up to the Northeast where you're still getting paid pretty good money leaving the coastal region, but putting yourself in the best region 
to head back out of. Another great update down in the books, Mace. Thank you so much for that update. And also, a happy belated birthday to you, sir. We will see you next week with an all-new episode of the Transfix Take podcast. And until then, as always, please drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix, Inc., or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix, Inc., nor its affiliates, nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.